Scott, my talk show, live from Los Angeles. Wow. Yes. It's the yes. show that watched every single solitary snap of Chargers Patriots. It was rough. Oh, God. It was a rough one. Oh, God. It's rough. first things first. Today, the Chiefs' prayers fall short. Is it time to officially worry about my second favorite team? Meanwhile, in Philadelphia, the 49ers win. Brock is all of a sudden the MVP favorite. And Chris Broussard has to decide if he's changing his Super Bowl pick. He already did, I thought. And finally, did Greenlaw's ejection actually turn the tide for the 49ers? Hmm. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds in Los Angeles. Look at my shot. I look handsome and beautiful. And Nick Wright, how are you doing? Sorry, I was just taken aback. I'm doing great, Wilds. Today is a great day. We're out in L.A. It's wonderful. In fact, you know what? Let's get into that college football playoff. Ooh, let's do talk about it. Yeah. Let's do the Chiefs, and then we can something else going on we got to talk about. Let's dig into the Chiefs a little bit. Trouble for Kansas City in Green Bay. Chiefs dropped to 8-4 and four after mustering 19 points and a handful of complaints from the fan base about penalties uncalled. Mahomes goes for 210, one touchdown, and a fourth-quarter interception. That wasn't good. It is what it is, man. I mean, they... Obviously, the guy was probably a little early, but at the end of the game, they're letting guys play. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of about that. I really, you let the guys play and let the guys win it on the field. Um, but uh, it's hard, to, it's hard, it's a hard job, man. So uh, it's not. When we're in that situation. I can't be wanting a flag. I have to try to go out there and win the game myself and with the rest of my teammates. Perfect answer. Did the Chiefs deserve to win this game? All right. Well, let's talk about the call or calls in question. We can the, the DPI. At on not forget the Hail Mary. That doesn't matter. Good. The, the unwell. I'm, I'm glad you acknowledged that. No, listen, that right. the Hail Mary. People I was, are talking about I that. I was line. shocked that was a big part of the broadcast. Right. The DPI that people are talking about, let's show it to you again. Mm-hmm. And this would have set up a first and goal for the Chiefs with plenty of time, four downs, you know, to work with. And I think we can show it to you, or we will Maybe show not. it to you in a moment. But it was an egregious no-call. I think everyone agrees it was an egregious no-call. And it was talked about on the broadcast the way it should have been, as an egregious no-call. Now, there was another huge play early in the game was the fourth and one play that Jordan Love made. And there was maybe just as egregious of a no-call on that on the Chiefs pass rusher right there. That angle doesn't show it quite as well. We'll show you the reverse angle where you can see it perfectly where he's holding him in the hands of the face, right? Okay. I am here to tell you. Okay, thank you. I am here to tell you if the question is, did Kansas City deserve to win this game? Yeah. Absolutely, unequivocally not. Look at this. I I, I thought he'd take that. You're right. The the Chiefs were thoroughly outplayed Mm -hmm. throughout that game. It was, in my opinion, the worst defensive game they have played all year. Facts. Patrick, I said it after the previous loss to the Eagles when everyone was blaming the receivers for the drops. I said, listen, the idea behind the Chiefs doesn't work if Mahomes' margin for error is almost gone. He has to be great, and he made a mistake on the Sky Moore play. Did he and, though? Or yeah, was, guy was it him or it was I, a miscommunication? Call it a combo of, of it. You know what I think a mistake what might be. What a bad pass. Is, is Sky Moore being involved in a critical play at this point? Oh, okay. Like that's that. I think that's that the right. trust might be gone from, or maybe it should be. But this was the point, the larger point I was trying to make before the year or at the beginning of the year when people were like, "Man, the Chiefs get every call. The refs love the Chiefs." What did I say? I said the Chiefs are in standalone nationally televised games, and the officiating right now in the NFL is not great. So anytime there's a close nationally televised game, it's going to seem like afterwards somebody got screwed. Mm -hmm. Today, the narrative is the Chiefs got screwed. And I'm here to tell you, the right team won last night. Like, I do not believe, do I think that was pass interference? Of course. Do I think if a few calls go the other way, the Chiefs could have stolen the victory? Of course. But do I think the Chiefs got wronged? No. Because I have not, I didn't like when people were blaming the refs when the Chiefs won. I'm not going to sit here and act like the Chiefs played a great game and deserved to win. If those calls went against them. That's the NFL. Play better. Yep. Okay. You're absolutely better. right. Wow. You're absolutely right. Tough they love. did not. No, they, I expect that from you. The, I, I actually expected that from I'm you. I'm not an excuse Because maker. it was clearly they played. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I just moved my head. And here's the thing. For all those that feel the Chiefs really got aggrieved, and again, it was clearly pass interference, 
I love what Mahomes said. Yep. I, I love that he not only didn't use it as an excuse, but actually said, I'm not looking for a flag late in the game. Yep. All right? I'm trying to make a play. But also, you, and I think you'll agree with this, the Mahomes scramble on the right sideline when he terrible. got hit. Right. He was inbounds when he got hit, and that was 15 yards. So that changes everything if they don't get those 15 yards. So who knows if the MVS play even happens. I think the refereeing has gotten in some spots so bad that the reason they didn't call DPI was because they at that point knew they had screwed that one up. It felt like a real-time make Possibly. Possibly. They knew they had screwed that one up, and then the the ref got scared to call the DPI because Mm -hmm. a flag had just gone in favor of the Chiefs. On the Chiefs, how they played, they clearly didn't deserve to win. The defense stunned me because, as you know, I've said – you've said they got the best defense in the league. I've said definitely a top three defense. They got gashed for five, over five yards a carry. Mm-hmm. And Green Bay has a, a middling running game, not like one of the best run games in the, yep. in the league. Obviously, Jordan Love played well. They didn't protect Mahomes. He got sacked three times. He was under pressure. And, Nick, still, the receivers still bother me. And it, it, they, I don't remember many drops. I know there were maybe one or two but it's not just the drops. Nobody seems it to is the lack. They, they don't get open. Like, Reed, Andy Reid has to scheme them open. They, can't, they don't really have a guy that can beat somebody by himself. And then the, there's a lack of chemistry between Mahomes and the receivers at this late date in week 13. You mentioned we, – let's look at the MVS first because everybody's talking about the pass interference. Look at this play. Remember, we saw it a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, turned the wrong way. He's, yeah, so he and Holmes aren't on the right page. Was that Philly? But when yes. that happened, the Philly game, same thing. And then you got the Sky Moore, the interception. I think it's coming up after yeah. this. Clearly, again, miscommunication yeah. there. And then Sky Moore... I think he audibled at the line of scrimmage. Well, and then slowed they slowed down yes, for reasons I It wasn't a greatly thrown ball, but it wasn't a great route either. So, oh, again, Packers read it. the lack of communication yeah. at this late date yeah. scares me if I'm a Chiefs fan. Well, thank you, because it does. Uh, <laughs> all right, so the offense looks broken. I don't think there's Broken? A, it looks broken and boring. Okay. So here's 2022 versus 2023 yes. through 12 games. A full touchdown, less of production. Almost 60 fewer passing yards. Passes are a full yard short. Eight fewer touchdown. Mahomes' passer rating is 95, which is better than Justin Fields. Lower than Josh Allen by a few points. And a full 10 points lower than Purdy, Two and Dak, who are at the top. If you 20. score 21 points, you can beat the Chiefs. Last few games, Packers 19. Raiders 31. I bought your idea that, hey, Raiders... Fork in the road moment. The Raiders. We're going here. Before that, obviously, 17 against the Eagles, 14 against the Dolphins. Offensive points, don't yell at me. Nine against the Broncos. It doesn't feel good. Okay, so four game total for passing yards for Patrick Mahomes. 870. What are we talking about? Quickly, Nick, give you my personally, my major indictment on the Chiefs. And I said something similar a few weeks ago. I no longer feel that when they get the ball late, they're gonna win. Like when Mahomes got that ball, right. you know, a chance to tie. I didn't feel like oh, it's here it comes. Go time. I have always felt that way up until a few right. weeks ago, and so, th- that's huge for them. So listen, it, it, before this season in Mahomes' career, the Chiefs had been held under twenty six times. Mm-hmm. It has happened this year five times. Mm. So that is noteworthy. Those numbers are noteworthy. I do think some of the Chiefs' analysis about. What does this offense look like without a star receiver disregards the fact that this they not only won the Super Bowl last year, right. but they were the highest scoring team in the league. It was statistically arguably Mahomes' best season. Right. So it's not as simple as they're just missing Tyreek because he wasn't there last year. Last year they didn't have a different star receiver come in, and the offense was humming. Agreed. So maybe it's a bit of... The younger receivers are not making the plays that guys made last year. Maybe it's a missing Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's that Mahomes, instead of having an A-plus MVP year, is having an okay year and it's not enough. What I'm going to tell you is this. The game on this, sun- this Sunday against the Bills will determine the direction for this team. If they win the game on Sunday against the Bills, in addition to ending the Bills, yep. they are going to end up being the one seed and everyone will have taken a deep breath by the end of the year when they finish the year winning five straight. Mm-hmm. If they lose against the Bills, then all of a sudden, 
there is probably going to be a bit of the mystique broken because the Arrowhead Invitational will officially be canceled. We oh, will know it. Gosh, it just, it just I think will be. Some of them, I and think that mystique is already broken. You're talking I, about among their peers. I'm talking right opponents. now it might be. But what I'm telling you is if they beat the Bills and you look at what they have on the remainder and where the games are, they don't have another loss after. Mm-hmm. But even if they reel off a bunch in a row, if they lose two straight to the Packers and the Bills and they end up the three or the four seed, it's a whole different story. So that all of a sudden becomes – I would argue this weekend, Sunday, the biggest regular season game of the Mahomes era. The biggest regular season game of the Mahomes era, not only because you get to end the Bills. And by the way, it's a tough spot. The Chiefs got banged up yesterday. They lost their safety for the season. They lost their backup inside backer. We'll see for how long. And the Bills have been resting. That is, And and they are a desperate team. But that's going to determine, in my opinion, how much real bravado this team should have. Mm. Meanwhile, in Philadelphia, the 49ers... Started slow, then ran past, body slammed, and teased Eagles players and staff to the tune of 42-19. It's their eighth game scoring 30 or more. Here's Brock, Bosa, and Debo. I didn't want to get distracted by, I got to go back and show everybody what could have happened or what could have been. Um, Got a new team. This is 2023, and, and that's where my, my my mind was at. It means a lot. Obviously, we wanted we wanted some payback. Um, we we tried not to think too much about last year, but um, but we knew we could match up with them, and more than that. So, I think we proved a good point. I ain't gonna lie. I was in the, I was in that zone like all week long. For us, like you know, um, they beat us in the NFC Championship, and you know, at the end of the day, like talking trash. I mean, this is part of the game. Um, hopefully, nobody took it to heart because it's all funny games at the end of the day. Okay, Broussard, you called this one. You nailed it. Uh, did the you 49ers are not hits wearing the glasses? glasses. Nailed it. I, I nailed it. Yeah, he called You're it. lucky we oh, don't you have thought, the Friday. Uh, you thought the, the, the Eagles Monday were going to get blown out? You thought your beloved Eagles were getting blown out? We, we None of us gave a score. No. My my Monday morning headline this was Cry, Eagles, Cry. That's true. That was number one. Yep. Num- the subhead was San Francisco shows that it rules the NFC oh. if only for a day. Okay. I mean, you so, couldn't get the, any right, more perfect right, you know with That's the headline. Fine. Great, great prediction. Great takes all week. Thank What's you. your answer to this question? My answer. What is the question? Wise? The question officially is: Did the 49ers prove that they are the team to beat? Team to beat. No, the yeah. best team is what it says on the screen. The best well, team in well. the NFC. What the yeah, screen yeah. says: Best team in the NFC. Yeah. Look, I have picked the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I picked it with my chest. Yeah. I picked it with bass in my but voice. And I am not backing up one iota. Philadelphia, I still have as the team that's going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Now, objectively speaking, yeah. I think anybody right now has to look at the San Francisco 49ers and say, right now, they're the best team in the NFC. Okay. Yeah. They have pummeled. The t- other two great teams in yes. NFC, yep. both yeah. of them, they pummeled Jacksonville. Yeah. All right. So yes, you would have to say they they and, and there's it's hard to pick a weakness anywhere. Okay. Yeah. So, All that but being I said. Philadelphia All that still being said. A, I no, still am picking no. Philly. That's Are you what? still picking Dallas? I have not laid these flowers. It's obvious. You don't have to lay the but, flowers. It's obvious. So, you okay. can't sit here and make an argument so, that Dallas is better than San so, Francisco right no, now. No, and I and I haven't. You can't, but you're sticking with your pick, as am I. Listen, the San Francisco 49ers have arguably, statistically, by a points-per-game thing, which Brew loves, the best defense in the entire league, Mm -hmm. certainly one of the very best. They clearly have the best running back. They have, and you guys spent a good portion of last week trying to poo-poo some of their supporting cast. Like, oh, the Niners receivers versus other teams. Debo Samuel is as good of a do-it-all player as almost anybody in the league. True. He's not a traditional wide receiver, but we saw it last week. But would you and agree we, we don't see that every week? From, now, it no. may not be his fault. Right, of But this, was, this reminded me of Debo a couple years ago. Well, and remember, like, he, oh, been, he was doing this every well, other day. I do day. think when you have a, you had a broken shoulder and right. his style of play is so punishing that if he's still nursing that to a degree, he's not going to have the impact of other guys because so much of his physicality. And while it doesn't get the headlines of the brotherly shove, uh, you need a yard. 
just Christian McCaffrey running behind Trent Williams Works. feels pretty damn automatic. I mean, the Eagles have a great run defense, at least statistically, and there was no question to me that when they wanted, when the Niners needed a yard or two, they would just, everyone knew what they were doing. It was like the old Cowboys with Larry Allen, Emmett running behind Larry Allen. You knew it was going to go behind Trent Williams. You knew they were going to get it. And they dominate people. And yesterday's game was, to me, even more important because they called their shot. Mm -hmm. They came out and said, we should have beat you guys in the NFC championship game. We were the better team. So we're, you know, we are going to, as Brew would say, come into your house, rummage through the refrigerator, put on some footy pajamas, and and do all of those things. Make a sandwich. Like Philly did to Kansas City. The, well, no, I don't think it's like no, Philly did. They didn't blow them out as that much, but they talked game. all that trash. They, 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 they and talked, they went in there right, and, and did was, what they needed to do. This was a domination. This was a domination <laughs> by a team that right now looks, when healthy, like it has the strongest argument that there are, that it is the best all-around team mm-hmm. with a superstar defense, the best running back, wide receivers can do it all. George Kittle was great. Trent Williams was great. Quarterback played well. Every, like, <laughs> oh. no. He did. No, you name that. everybody by name, and then the quarterback. I said, do it all, wide receivers. Yeah. Ayuk okay. and Debo. Okay. Like the, Just get, we're going to get into the, it. I mean, the Niners. I would, if if my Super Bowl winner winning team was coming out of the NFC, and it wasn't the Niners, I'd be pretty nervous right now. I'd be if I were. Bruce got a lot of. But you have Dallas Philly. going. Yeah, of course. To the, yeah. So are you still with Dallas going to the Super Bowl? I, listen, unlike you guys, I don't flip flop. I'm Mister Consistency. I'm asking but, the question. But you, but you have a long history of changing picks. I so hear all the yeah. when. We get all, all the. So time. stop it. All Let's not go to the NBA finals. Literally during the finals. After game two, I think it was. <laughs> but not. You're with Dallas, so we're both in the same boat. You got Dallas in the NFC. Yeah. I got Philadelphia. But right now, at this very moment, we agree San Francisco's playing the best football. San Francisco's clearly playing. They look like they're playing the best football in the league. Yes. Not just clearly, the NFC. They right? look like they are clearly playing the best football in the league. All right, I still have the Vikings. Uh, MVP <laughs> odds. Brock, all of a sudden in first place. Hurts and Dak tied at two. Two at four. Lamar and Mahomes tied at five. Let's dig into Brock's numbers, shall we? Well, he's got the best passer rating. Yards per pass is number one. Completion percentage is number one. Touchdown percentage, wow. number one. He's got four games with three or more touchdowns, and his second with long completions, pretty good. But Nick, yeah. do you want to go or do you want Brew to no, go? No, I want to go. Okay, go ahead. I want to go. Does he deserve to be the favorite? He is. No. Guys, we all watched a lot of football yesterday. Four touchdowns. Oh, pretty good. Hold on. Hey. Everybody can see the numbers. Well, I'm just saying. But luckily, we also get to watch the games. Was Brock Purdy the best player on his team yesterday? No, Debo. No, Debo was. And when, when I say we, it, it's more than just the numbers, it is important to know that Brock Purdy got, you know, perfect passer rating and about 100 yards of passing on these and two touchdowns on these two Debo plays. Mm-hmm. And again, he's doing his job, and we can show you the two Debo plays. He's doing his job, and I'm not knocking him. This is, again, we've jumped the shark where it's not about, you guys could have probably checkmated me if you guys just wanted to say, hey, Nick, ready to admit Purdy's a little better than you thought? I'd probably have to admit that. But now we skipped all the steps to should he be league MVP because of a performance. We watched great football players all day yesterday. And it is, to me, an indictment on where the award could be, a la Chris Winky or Jason White winning the Heisman. Yep. If on a day where we saw Tyree kill, and we can show you some of those highlights, yeah, I saw one. do what he did, and we're like, wow, he tilts the field in a way only a handful of players in NFL history have. Where we watch deep. So is that your MVP right now? Like right now? No, right, n- right now it's Dak. I said that on, and it, right now it is Dak. But t- there are Tyreek's a guy that I would have, have ahead of Brock. There are a lot of guys I would have ahead of Brock. Because they are, on a week-to-week basis, clearly not only excellent, but the driving force. And yeah. Brock is not. He wasn't yesterday. Okay. What? Was he? Was he the best Niner yesterday? Well, yesterday was second. Debo, oh, but Debo's not the best Dude, one every Debo's day. great. So every we Sunday. all think Debo is a great player. So I'm going to take Debo's word for it. In February 2023, wow. Debo talked to Adam Shine, and this is what he said. I feel like if Brock was in as our quarterback and how our offense moves, I don't think it would have been close. And Nick Sirianni went out and showed all this trash talk. 
And guess what? Debo was right. Brock went out there and destroyed the Eagles. So without Brock, without Brock, they can't win. No, with no, without Brock, Brock they, they destroyed them. Thirty-one oh, to seven. Wait, wait that's wait, what happened, Brock, and Debo said it, and then it happened. Hold on, can, can we just be intellectually honest for a moment? It happened. Just for a moment. When Brock went out of the game, yep. was he replaced by a quarterback? Well, the first time, yes. yeah. Yeah. No, no, for two plays, and yeah. then it, it, got hurt. It, it, using that game where they ended up having to put Brock back in by yep. your depth, like it's just intellectually dishonest if people don't remember the game. It's not that Brock went out and a quarterback came in and couldn't do anything. Brock got hurt, the the next guy got hurt, then Brock came back in. That is, right. if we didn't see Because he couldn't throw the football. He, right, exactly. And then he, and it would be like me saying, why wasn't he better in the second half of that game? Mm-hmm. We all know it. So I just don't think that is... But Debo uh, said uh, it. Yes, because the Niners are a great team. That doesn't mean Brock Purdy's the league MVP this year. Here, here's a the thing, from Nick. February. Tyreek is... Was phenomenal yesterday. Phenomenal. You know, I've been raving about him all year. We all have. He's on pace to become the first 2,000-yard receiver. Mm-hmm. If he keeps doing what he did yesterday a few more times, if they want to throw the award at him, I, I wouldn't yell and scream. But it's it's become a quarterback award. And if it's going to be a quarterback you think he- right now, right now, it has to be Brock Purdy. you think Purdy. he's been better than Dak this year? Yes, because of who he's beaten. Here's the thing. Dak has, and Tua, I would say the only quarterbacks who statistically can compete with him, and you put up the stats, mm-hmm. are Tua and Dak. And I wouldn't have Tua in it either. And, okay, yeah. so t- let's take Tua out. But Tua and Dak, neither of them has beaten a team with a winning record. Now, I know Seattle's a good team. I'm not just missing them. But neither of them has factually beaten a team with a winning record. Not only has Purdy beaten most of the best teams in the league, and again, I know it's not only him, but it, uh, facing up against his main competition head-to-head, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, I'll even throw in Trevor Lawrence, not his competition, but that's another elite yeah. team. You guys all of a sudden love the Jaguars. No, that's – well, they're eight – hold on. The Niners. They're guys, eight and three. I know. I've been I'm saying, saying that. I'm saying Dak Prescott has been doing this against tomato cans, and so is Tua, mm-hmm. and Brock Purdy goes out there against three of the best teams in the league and goes 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions, averaging nearly 300 yards a game, and in each one of those games, Nick – a passer rating above 140. He's been on Now, here, here's, the, here's the other oh, thing well, I want to point out. I, no, we got to go, though, bro. So. Okay, quickly. <laughs> you point out yards after catch. Yes. Purdy, yards after catch, percentage of your total yards you throw for. Let's look at this graphic. You compare him to Jimmy G first. Jimmy G had 54% of his uh, pass yardage was after catch. Yeah. Purdy's is 49% for their careers, okay? Yeah. So he's not Jimmy G. I didn't say he's Jimmy All right, G. I, I know, I'm just saying. MVP. Now here, but let's look at some of the MVPs the last five years. Last year, Mahomes, 54% of his yardage was after catch. Rodgers, 53, 52. Lamar, low, 43. And Mahomes, again, 53. Again. Purdy, 48. That's fine. So, let, hold on. You cannot use Great the guy. yards after catch I, argument it, against I, Brock no, Purdy. I, what I, and that's the only, no, the no, only argument. The only one. No, the only argument is where he was drafted. No. That's it. It's not. He has not been as good as Dak this year. He has not How? been the best player on his team. Because What he, did Dak do when they Play, he outplayed that head to head. Okay, so then, but let's go to why do they both have three losses? Bruce and short quarterback wins guy. So there must be games Purdy's played poorly. The I'm fact that he plays he like you're doing a thing where it's like playing poorly against lesser competition is not weighted. But what we all also know is that we watch the NFL all Sunday, mm. and I know we got to go. Brock Purdy does not jump out as that's the best player in the league. No, but he and jumps out as man. That dude's throwing the ball. Yep. yep. You know, yeah. not making mistakes. Man, that dude's throwing the ball. That not offense mistakes. is humming. Give him the league MVP. We're gonna give him the league MVP for that. When nobody thought he was the best player on his team yesterday, and that's why he's in first place in the odds. When we saw Dak on Thursday, give me a break. He's not league what, MVP. What has he done? All you yeah. got the only, there's one reason go. to say he's not MVP. He was drafted no, Mr. Relevant. It's That's because it. he's not the best that player on his own only, team. There have been guys who aren't the best player on their I, own team. I could argue Michael Parsons is better than Dak. He's not the come on. He's not the best player on his own offense thing. Go ahead, Wilds. I like to get you. The defense fine. Not the best player on his own offense, on his own unit. Drew got you though. Time for Drew to worry about a Super Bowl pick. Next on FS1, the Fox Sports Channel series like Sun. 
Welcome back to a hot show from Los Angeles. Coach Mangini is here. The Eagles looked flat in Philly, only their second loss, but it was a doozy. 42-19. Jalen had two touchdowns. Defense gave up 310 through the air, 146 on the ground. That's not good. Here's Sirianni. We didn't coach good enough. We didn't play good enough. Um, it's as simple as that. And then, and, and uh, you know, why do you not do that? Well, you got to give credit to them, too. That's a, that's a really good football team. And you don't come out and play your, your best game against the, the guys that they have and the coaches that they have. It, it's going to look like that. And so we got to coach better. We got to play better. And we got a lot to, to clean up. Okay. Rudy, you still believe in your Eagles? Yes. Yes, and I'm saying it with my chest. Not true. I didn't even mean for that to rhyme, but yes. Kind of. No, in fact, everybody's talking about Dallas is winning next week. You know who this is bad news for, Coach? Dallas. Dallas. Uh, Maybe. Watch Philly walk into Texas and ramrod the Dallas Cowboys, all right? So, um, look, there are explanations for yesterday. Getting blown out? I thought they'd get beat. I, I was saying it, and y'all were yeah, trying to you get did me not off my think pick. it was going to be a domination. <laughs> well, we never made a pick. Drew, I listened to the now, odd I, couple. Fairly, I, I would not have said First of all, thank you. Fairly, I would not have said they were going to get blown out. Yes. I thought it was going to be a good game. Yeah. All right, it was a blowout. But what people aren't talking about, Coach, Dallas was playing – I mean, uh, Philadelphia was playing its third game in two weeks, 14 days. And not only third game – Third game against an absolute juggernaut. That's what everybody Dallas, does. no. Actually, San Francisco had a 10-day mini-buy. Yeah, okay. So they were a lot fresher. Yeah. All right? And you saw it in the second half. Going through, first of all, I think playing that type of schedule, three games in two weeks, and against Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, uh, San Francisco, it can wear you down physically. In the second half, I thought we saw that. And emotionally, that's a lot to get up for every week. We got a huge game. And I thought that was a big party yesterday. They've been saying they haven't been playing well. They want to learn from it. It's easier to learn from a loss than a win. They can talk okay. that after a win, the but after a loss, they uh, got Obviously, to they're in some trouble because that defense isn't good. Mm-hmm. And in my listen, I think, Coach, where the game was potentially lost for Philadelphia were those opening two drives. Where they the first two drives on each side of the ball, Philly dominated. It was the San Francisco couldn't get going. Philly moved the ball and they settled for two field goals. And if you look at Shanahan's career, if you if you get a lead early, we can show you the numbers. The Niners don't come back in those spots. So if the Eagles had been able to capitalize, get up 10-0 or 14-0, maybe the game goes differently. Instead, it was 6-0 after the first quarter, and the Niners were in business. But my problem for right now for Bruce Case for Philadelphia, and I don't know, Hubs, if we have the Philly versus Dallas year by year, a lot of the indictments on Dallas get nullified entirely by this loss to the Niners for Philadelphia. So let's just agree both teams got their butts kicked by the Niners, right? All right. So Dallas scores six more points per game, allows six less, which is why they blow people out and Philly doesn't. Dallas beats people in yardage by more than 100. So if in – now, Brew, if Philly sweeps the season series, so be it. But Philly is an underdog next week, Coach, for a reason. And if Dallas – at home, beats Philadelphia, and Dallas has done well against Philadelphia, you know, they've Dak's entire home. career, and they've been undefeated at home. I will, be, I will fail to find any legitimate case that we can say Philadelphia is not in the exact same dire straits that you have painted the Cowboys in all year, which is a tier beneath the top two teams in the conference. They, it would seem like, go ahead. No, Burr, I, I think you're exactly right. I think they, they played three teams. That every single week it was like a knockdown, dragout fight. They go in overtime against Buffalo. You got Kansas City. You've got Dallas, and then you go and it's another game like that. And and they they were tired, and and you could see the elements of them being tired in the second half. And with San Francisco, it was a totally different equation. This was their revenge game for the NFC Championship. They had a different mode, like a different level of energy in that game, and and it was still close going into the third quarter. What was it? 20, they were down by a touchdown, a little bit over a touchdown. And then then it got out of hand late. I think this will be a totally different scenario when they be in the playoffs than what we saw yesterday. Well, it might be in San Francisco now. It it might be in San Francisco, but just based off of when they met and the games that Philly was coming off of, it's hard to get up every single week 
like Philly's been able to. Quickly, Coach, because we're, we're going to talk about the ejection. Was it weird that the starters, if, if uh, fatigue was an issue, that Sirianni had his starters in down 23? Is that like we're never giving up the ship? Or is that just like, oh, what am I doing? I, I would imagine that, that he was going to let it play out just because of the, who they were playing against and, and the way that, that the game had kind of gone. Him pulling the guys at that point, I don't think it's consistent with with how they traditionally play. So okay. I got some Sam Darnold time. Uh, third quarter, Greenlaw and Eagles head of security, Don DeSandro, both ejected after a skirmish on the sideline. Worth noting, Nick, Don DeSandro uh, does not play for the Eagles. Or coach for the Eagles. Or coach. Eagles. Or have any official job involving the, the, the game day with the players. Nope. But he's allowed to just get into it with the, the players, I guess. Here's Kyle Shanahan. I just can't believe someone not involved in a football game um, can taunt our players like that and put their hands in our guy's face. And um, from what I was told, um, Trey did it back to him. And I was told that he kind of mashed him in the face a little bit, so he got ejected. But um, it was a it was a very frustrating play. I got to watch it to have a true opinion on it. But um, I loved how we rallied after it. Okay, here's how the 49ers responded. Three consecutive touchdowns. So there's that. Your reaction, Nick. I thought it was one of the most outrageous things happened in the NFL all year. And the fact that they are able to go to replay and look at the whole thing to determine these things, I thought Greenlaw's ejection should have been nullified. Not only because I don't believe he was throwing a punch. I believe he was, point, he was pointing and he grazed the guy's nose. Now, you can say you got to be careful. I think if that was a ref standing between them, he would have been careful. But instead, it's some guy. He's not even wearing the, the outfits the coaches wear. Just some guy who had no business being there. Mm. And I, I thought it was, he asked, this was just a regular you, you, skirmish. You thought, you thought that was just him saying, hey, move the, away? No, I think he was trying like to get after, hey, I, think, move away. I think he's trying to get it. But the other, the guy who has no business being there, it, it escalated the whole thing. And if this is the press in the NFL sets, then any super fan that if Paul Rudd, when they play, when the Chiefs play the Bills next week, if Josh Allen comes out on the sideline, should shove him and see what no, the hell happens. Like there, it is, there's it, no super the, fans that are that close the, to the play. But, but, but to his point, come coach, on, that guy, that guy, you had, could, if, if, you could put anyone out there, a security guy, somebody with the team, to personnel. provoke another, an opponent, because yeah. he did provoke him. Yeah, and it, I, so I thought they should have just maybe given Greenlaw a penalty, and that's that. It, it shouldn't have happened on either side, and, and and to have a player who lashes out at someone like he did, and then get kicked out of the game, that that shouldn't happen. And 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 saying that that was the rallying cry for the team, I don't know if that's exactly the message that you want to send to your group. I mean, it's an emotional decision that you made that cost you, that cost the team, and then you get thrown out. Should should he have been there on the sideline? Like, you know, in that mix, no, he shouldn't have been. There shouldn't have been that support it, person there. I totally agree with you on that, Nick. But I don't think the player lashing out at him makes it any better or or the whole situation uh, is bad. Also, Wilds, yeah. 10% of the blame, Sirianni. Just the way his whole taunting fans and the way he carries himself, all that stuff, Fair. made his security guard feel like, you know what, I can get up in this mix. Fair. I don't, I, you know, if he was Jalen Hurt, I understand he's the team security overall. One of the perks he gets is gets to be there on game day. He can't be inserting himself in these melees. Absolutely. And I think Sirianni sets that tone. Five, I said 10%. I'm downgrading at 5%. Oh, I would have gone up. 15%. I would have gone 15%. 15%. Uh, it's a Broncos playoff push. Oh. Oof. Officially over. Finally, something I got right this you week. <laughs> why didn't we lead with it? First things first. Why didn't we start it? <laughs> you know, Russ hadn't thrown one interception during the five-game winning streak. What I told you. He decided to make up for lost times. Three interceptions, <laughs> under 200 yards, which is not totally unusual. Uh, here's Russ postgame. I got to play cleaner. We all got to we all got to be better, but I got to play cleaner. And then I think the biggest thing is, is you know, like you said, you know, remaining neutral. There's a lot more ball left. You know, there's a lot more to do. Um, obviously, we went on a five-game win streak, and uh, we're hoping we're going to get six tonight. But we got to do it again. And uh, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, continuing to stay focused on us. Okay. Last week you put the Broncos on fraud alert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They'll prove you right. Yeah. Listen, I tried to tell you guys. Sean Payton's done a great job. I give him credit. Uh, I thought that at the beginning of the year, not I thought, I was highly critical of him mm -hmm. given his comments, and then they were one and five, pulled out of the spiral. But this idea that Russell Wilson was playing great was belied by the fact that the games are on television. 
and you're able to watch him. And the fact of the matter is, since week four, he's thrown for more than 200 yards one time. Mm -hmm. And yesterday, he tried, I imagine, going rogue and playing real adult quarterback, and it ended the way it ended. We can show you his passing chart because it was going fine in the beginning because it was the same that it had been during the winning streak. Everything at the line of scrimmage, occasional moon ball. Everything at the line of scrimmage, occasional moon ball. And then he's like, you know what? Let me try to layer in some throws. And all of a sudden, it's a disaster. <laughs> and so, yeah, like it, it's a nice building block season for Sean Payton. But the idea coach that Russell Wilson all of a sudden, oh, 20 touchdowns, four picks. Is he better than we? No. He, he was throwing for 180 yards a game during the winning streak, guys. We know what it was, and it was that they were working around a very limited quarterback who yesterday tried to play non-limited quarterback, and it cost him the game. So he's only thrown three interceptions five times in 185 games. Yeah, he used so, to be so, awesome. So that was an aberration. All right, yeah, so well, yesterday was an aberration. And the fact that we were talking about him in, in the playoff race at all is pretty amazing. And the fact that we were talking about the Denver-Houston game as being a playoff race-type game is pretty amazing because none of us would have pictured yep. that. And he did have a chance to go down and win the game late. And what happened? Okay, it, it didn't work First out, but Houston's pulled out a lot of games, a lot of close games like that. So it's not unique to Denver from that perspective. And I think Russell Wilson has played significantly better over the last five games, especially using his feet. There's been some quarterback-driven yeah. runs that have been really good. There's been some movement plays that he's done that were similar to what he's done in the past. Yeah. And for you to totally disregard all that, I'm not I, don't just, think coach, that's, I don't think that's consistent or fair. Coach, I, okay, I don't think I'm disregarding it. What I'm saying is You're it was, no, it was, Wilds, would you agree? I, wa I was in the minority when last week people were like, oh, could the Broncos be in the playoffs? Is Russell Wilson fixed? And I said, earnestly and honestly, I watched the games, not saying anyone else doesn't, maybe he's have different eyes, and I don't think he's playing that well. I think the numbers are a mirage. And in this game, he tried to play more like old school Russ when he was an elite quarterback. Mm -hmm. And it resulted in it costing them the game. Like, I don't think that's unfair. I, I think he had to play that way because Houston, you know, did a pretty good job against the run. And, and look, the last interception, first of all, he made a good play to avoid the sack. And then he's just trying to make something happen at the end of the game. But, look, they're not out of it. That's the question. Are they, are they totally out of the playoffs race? By no means. They're 6-6. Six and six. I think they're ninth right now in the AFC. And the teams that they're competing with are the teams they're playing. They got the Chargers twice. If they go out and beat them, they're right there. New England and then the Raiders. Now, Detroit could be tough. They're going to lose their next two at the Chargers at Detroit and be done. Chargers are not good. But I understand. Not but good. neither is Denver. I agree with you. He's not playing as well as the numbers said. But he's still playing solid quarterback. Okay. okay. I think he's playing good, not great. Okay. I Speaking do. of, Kansas City's offense, a chief concern. Spoiler alert. Chief concern. Yes. Nice. Well done. <laughs> well done, Wilds. Them Chiefs was, they was looking past them cheeseheads. Got them. Hey, hold that L. I tried to warn you. I tried to let you know I'm going to be watching because I can't be there tomorrow. But you know what it is. Go, Pat, go. Dun, 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 dun. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> musters 210 yards and a touchdown as the Chiefs again fail to break 20 points. Nick, to your credit, I bought this storyline that the offense would get better as the year went on. Mm -hmm. And by the numbers, Josh screwed up. They got worse. Two and three in their last five with a total yards average of 314, which is worse than the Bears and Browns average for the year. So the main question... Yeah. Can the Chiefs win the Super Bowl with this offense? And I need to know immediately because I was looking into my hotel rooms for the parade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, listen, they, they can the Chiefs win the Super Bowl with the offense that has played the last five weeks? No. Can they win the Super Bowl with the offense that they had, the roster, with the players? Yes, of course. They're in a slump. I'm not denying it. I didn't, Coach, you weren't out here in the beginning. I didn't blame the refs. The Chiefs got, the right team won last night. The Chiefs mm -hmm. got outplayed. And I don't agree with Greg. They overlooked the Packers. 
I think the Packers just played better. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I think that the Chiefs know every game's critical. If they're trying to be the one seed, one loss, all of a sudden, they, had they won last night, they'd be the one seed right now. With the loss, they're the four seed right now. So everything, all of that matters. The, the reality for Kansas City, though, is, and people might not like this, but it's just the truth, given what the AFC quarterback playoff picture is going to look like, the only quarterback in the AFC playoff picture that's playing great right now is Tua. The Chiefs played them and shut them down. There are major questions that I have Brew might not share about the Ravens' yep. passing offense. I believe in Trevor. You guys don't. And the Chiefs played have played them three times in the last 12 months and beaten them all three times. So it, under those circumstances, of course, do they need to play better? Obviously, Coach, they need to play better. And I think, personally, they need to shorten the receiver rotation. I think that they are keep giving guys Jeez. tries. And I think Rasheed Rice has earned to be a guy who's out there, not every snap, but far more snaps than he is, yeah. because he's reliable and he can create big plays. And I'm about, I know he's a second round pick. I'm about done with this guy more experience. So can I read you? Go ahead. Rice, Kelsey, and Pacheco had 158 of Kansas City's 210. And yeah. you do you want to make it even smaller or just give them all the targets? No, I just, I think the best, I think for when most Rice teams. Rice got nine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think for most teams, coach, like when we talk about the Bengals, it's like, Mix in Higgins and Chase. I understand those are the receivers are great players, but nobody's like, well, we need to make sure that uh, th that the fifth receiver gets more. Well, Rasheed Rice did have eight catches again last night. Yep. He had eight catches last week. Yes, he's he's shown pro some, yes. some progress. Kansas City did run the ball really, really well, well, really well yesterday. And I think Greg has a point. I think they look past. Oh, I think they look past Green Bay. Better. And 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 when we talk about the Philly San Fran game. It was potentially the game of the year. It was the rematch of the NFC Championship game. All that they were talking about was this was Mahomes' chance to go to Lambeau Field. Right. And that's how they, they looked at it like they were playing the, the kids and they were going to go to Lambeau and they were going to walk through the Packers. Huh. And then at some point during the game, even when it wasn't going great, somebody would step up and make a play and eventually the Packers would fold. And the Packers didn't agree to go along with that. And that's kind of where, where it ended up. Yeah, I don't disagree with a lot of that, Coach. Oh, yeah. But but I do think, look, I'll, I'll never write off Mahomes. And they do have a legitimately great defense. So I'm not saying they can't win the Super Bowl. What I am saying is I didn't pick them to get to the Super Bowl in the preseason. And now I feel stronger than I did then. Because when I see this offense, I mean, I showed it earlier, the MVS play, everybody's talking about the pass interference, no call. But he coached, they're not on the same page. Mahomes is not on the same page with his receivers. It's not just drops. It's not just not being able to get open. It's just they're thinking two totally different things there. And then we see a similar thing happen with Sky Moore on this interception. It wasn't a great throw by Mahomes, but this is not a good route either. Just not being on the same page. And this, to be here in week 13, and I think Nick – I would tend to agree with you that stop throwing five receivers out there kind of equal time. But obviously nobody's really established himself as that guy. They're going a little more to Rice, but still nobody's established himself. And here's the thing. Tell me if I'm missing a contender. Dallas and Miami average 32 points a game. Uh, San Francisco averages 29 points a game. Philly and Baltimore average 27 points a game. You're missing, my, you're, well, you're missing two. Kansas City and Jacksonville. But well, that, my point is Kansas City's averaging less than 23. If you want to say 22.9, 23 points a game. And Jacksonville, I don't think they're a contender, but they're at 23 too. So I'm saying the top contenders in my view are all scoring well above you the Chiefs. You think Miami's more of a contender than the Chiefs No, right no. I think okay. they're a contender, though. Okay. I, like I said, I wouldn't sure. write off Mahomes. I don't think Miami can get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I am saying... The, I don't think they score enough points. Well, right now, certainly they don't. Coach, you know what you used to say about Tom Brady? Tom Brady will make everybody better. So is any of this on Mahomes? I mean, we all love Mahomes, but how much of this is on Mahomes? I, I thought that ball that was intercepted was a nice ball. It's just... Well, it's, it's a yeah, right. and, and, and look, the receiver could have helped him out. Okay, you slow down. Right. Fine. But if now you see it's going to be intercepted, you do everything you possibly can to make sure that ball's not intercepted. Like, that's one thing. And, and, and I don't know Patrick's personality, but Tom, as years went on, became more and more demanding of everybody around him. And he set a, a performance expectation that you were going to meet. And if you didn't meet it, you were going to have problems not just with the coaching staff, but with him. So hopefully Patrick is doing the same thing. And he's got a lot of young guys 
that need to fall in line with that and do that in a hurry if they're going to push ahead as, as much as they hope they can. The Bills game, because of where the Chiefs are in the standings, that's who they play next week, shapes up to be one of, if not the biggest regular season game of the Mahomes era. I'm sitting here telling you guys, if they lose that game and look flat, it's because right now they don't have a soul. If they now and so that I mean I, I'm laying that out there. If they win that game, I think they're going to go into the playoffs 13 and four as the one seed. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going to say, yeah, I remember the slump like a few years ago. They had a brief slump. If they lose that game or they fall flat in that game, it means right now they don't have the answer. Mm. Once the underhand shovel pass goes awry at the goal line, <laughs> what are we doing? Coming up, thirty. I felt no. bad about oh, that. You and I got to hold the 30 line. Thirty MVP next, first and first. On this, I mean these guys are. Don't let him drag you down, coach. <laughs> 49ers started slow, then ran past, body slam, teased Eagles players and staff. 42-19. Eighth game scoring 30 or more, coach. Here's Brock, Bosa, and Debo. I didn't want to get distracted by, I got to go back and show everybody what could have happened or what could have been. Um, got a new team. This is 2023, and, and that's where my, my, my mind was at. It means a lot. Obviously, we wanted we wanted some payback. Um, we, we tried not to think too much about last year, but um, but we knew we could match up with them, and more than that. So I think we proved a good point. I ain't gonna lie. I was in the I was in that zone like all week long. For us, like you know, um, they beat us in the NFC Championship, and you know, at the end of the day, like talking trash. I mean, this is part of the game. Um, hopefully, nobody took it to heart because it's just all fun and games at the end of the day. Oh. <laughs> no, nobody took that to heart. When you win 42 yeah, we, we taunted you, but don't take it to heart. <laughs> Do the 49ers prove they're the best team in the NFC? I, I don't look. It was a state. It was a good statement, and mm-hmm. it was impressive. But I do think you have to look at where Philadelphia is coming from and the, and the games that they've, they've played leading up to this game and the way that they went in this game. And, and when you have an overtime game against Buffalo and then you've got the, you've got the Chiefs, you've got the Cowboys, and now you've got to go into the, the, this game against San Francisco, which San Francisco was obviously taking <clears throat> very seriously. And, and I'm not saying Philly wasn't taking it seriously, but they, you hear them say, hey, we didn't want to have revenge for the NFC Championship game. We didn't want to talk about the NFC all they're doing is talking about the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. This, to me, was their their redemption game, and for Philadelphia, it was important. And but it was it was a different energy level going into it, and you felt that throughout it. And 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 I'm not surprised that the Eagles were tired going into this game. The Niners had a point to prove, and they proved it. That 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 their point they were trying to prove was that last year's NFC Championship game was because of the quarterback injuries. I don't know that I agree with that, but this you'll never be able to go and replay that game. So the best they can do is every time they play the Eagles from here on out to blow the doors off them, yeah. they did it in the link in as dramatic a fashion as possible. And listen. Did you think that, it was as dramatic a fashion as possible? I thought the, I thought after the opening two I thought after the first quarter, the, Philly dominated the first they had game. Minus yes. six yards offensively right. in the first quarter. And they were beating them and, up. They and were, they Philly left some touchdowns. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say some touchdowns, but they had two red zone drives in and in field goals. And the rest of the game, the Niners dominated them. And listen, they've got, statistically, you could argue the best defense. Everyone acknowledges the best running back. I don't think they have the best pair of wide receivers in Debo no. and Ayuk, but there's two of the most unique. And for what Shannon's trying to do with all the blocking and the zone running scheme, mm. yep. they may be the most perfect pair of wide receivers given what they can do with the ball in their hands. The, I know it doesn't get the love of the brotherly shove, but you need a yard run behind Trent Williams with Christian McCaffrey feels pretty automatic. And the quarterback is doing exactly what the coach has wanted a quarterback to do his whole time. There. Play. So, well, I don't. I, I don't agree with that. But that. But the quarterback obviously yesterday made no mistakes and got the ball and in his superstars' hands. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, they're they're a great team. When they're fully healthy, they're a great team. Objectively speaking, and I, you've got Dallas going to the Super Bowl. I've got Philadelphia even you've winning got the it Vikings all. Wild, so yeah. we've wild well, but. Objectively speaking, I think when we look at what's happened to this point of the season, I think you'd have to say San Francisco is not only the best team in the NFC, but in the league. I mean, they've played the best football in the league. But they don't have the best record in the NFC, do they? No, no. But they, they, who they've beaten, you know, I mean, not only beaten, but pummeled. 
Dallas and Philadelphia. Just do it. Just do it. I'm not doing it. Y'all joking. I'm dead serious. I'm not moving. Coach, they thought I was crazy because last week I predicted San Francisco would win the game, but I said Philly's still my pick to win the Super Bowl. You know this. I knew they weren't going 16 and 1. Yeah, now you're calling the best team in the league. No, right now they've been playing great. They did a good job appreciating how difficult a road they had going into this game. Absolutely. I thought it would have been a good thing. We're in LA. I'm not changing, man. Look, it's not happening. If they lose to Dallas next week, I'm not changing. Okay. I'm sticking with the Eagles. Okay, so none of the evidence will matter. If they lose the next game. Why haven't you changed? Cowboys are rolling. Really? What do you mean? Cowboys are rolling. Yeah. And I thought you held literally rolling. 42 to 10. Yeah, I don't wear I'm just, I just don't change my picks. Yeah. Like in the middle of the NBA finals, have you ever noticed me to change my pick in the middle of the NBA finals? Middle of the NBA Stay tuned. I do not. Updates. Uh, MVP odds. Brock Purdy can't make the promo That's panel, but he does make the stat panel for best odds to win MVP. Hertz and Dak tied at two. Two at four. Lamar and Mahomes at five. Here's Purdy this season. Uh, some numbers. Best passer rating. Yards per pass. Number one. Completion percentage. Number one. Just barely ahead of Dak. Touchdown percentage number one. Yeah. So you know what we should give him? What? I'm just going to jump in. These are just We're, facts. I understand. And, and the team is the best in the league. And I know you remember. Offensive player of no, the year. No, no, no. Uh, they should bring it back. The IBM award. <laughs> the award that they used to give in the 90s in the yes, NBA. David and David Robinson would win it over Michael Jordan every year. Because uh, he had the best, like, a, their version of advanced right, numbers. Here's the deal. If we, you guys are so uh, foolish I think at times, and the things you try to you checkmate me on. If you guys wanted to be like, hey, Nick, ready to admit you may be underrated, Purdy, I'd be in a rough spot. Instead, Are you skip, ready to admit that? That's not the question. So I, 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 I'm I, asking I, I you now. That. Um, no, you wouldn't say instead, so, sir, instead just, just, the question you're would playing be around with all words. those steps, coach, and now we're like this guy who admittedly is playing really good football, but also admittedly, was not the most impressive Niner yesterday, certainly was not the most impressive player yesterday or this year, should we give him the best individual honor that exists in the sport? And the answer is, of course not. I watched Tyree Kill yesterday, Coach. Be like, I, I think he's the third best receiver I've ever seen. I know that might be too far for you, but I think Jerry, Randy, Tyreek, I'm ready to say it. I watched C.J. Stroud yesterday in a game that wasn't even his best of the year lose Tank Dell, have a game against a red-hot team with a, essentially an early-season playoff game Played for them. Well. And I was like, he is the reason that Texans offense rolls. I watched Debo yesterday take screen passes to the house and inflate Purdy's stats. I watched it. I am not... I am not trying to – it is not disrespecting Brock Purdy to say he is not the league's MVP, and he clearly is not the league's MVP. Yeah, I don't know if this is the West Coast air or what it is, but I, I do You're agree, agree with, with I Nick? Ab- I absolutely agree with Nick. I think he should get the best supporting actor. That, that's really what he's been. And, and Nick, Nick, is, Nick is absolutely right. You watch the game – and George Kittle blocks, and he releases on a checkdown and goes for 30. Debo catches a shallow cross, makes a guy miss. He goes for 40. It's yeah, you. It doesn't matter, Christian. It doesn't matter who you throw the ball to. You've got a chance for that two or three yard completion to suddenly be 30 or 40 yards. Can we bring up his, his hit chart yeah. from yesterday? <laughs> oh, that I we, love we, these. We've oh, got to, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, the blue are, are the touchdowns, yeah. but the green are the completions. There's nothing past 16 yards. They hate when they, I do this. No, and, and I, we're in style points now? For MVP, we're, yes. We're, for we're MVP, not, yes. It's, yes. It's not just production. It's not, about, it's not about just style points. But I, I do think it's easier to be productive when every single person you give the ball to is, is incredibly productive. And, and that's, that's the difference is the most valuable player should make everybody around them better. Yes. And he... he He's valuable in the sense that he gets the ball to him, but then they do amazing things with the ball after they get it. Who, who is the, should be the MVP leader right now, Coach? I, look, I'm not sure who, should the, who the MVP leader should be. I don't have a frontrunner. It's not a very compelling list this year. It's just when you watch this player 
and everybody he gives the ball to is suddenly, you know, 15 yards down the field because they make somebody miss. You, you gotta, you gotta take that with and a little end, bit of a grace. It has think, to be a quarterback. Okay. It's Dak, and if it doesn't, it's Tyreek. No, it can't. Look, Dak has not, first of all, beaten the team with a winning record all season, and he doesn't have three right? bad losses. So that's the he's got three losses. Yeah, but they're and head to head, Brock Purdy outplayed Dak you, by a mile. Do you think Dak threw three interceptions? Yes. Wow. I think they're playing at least wow. as, as – I think it's close. I, I'm not here to say if, Purdy's I, running away if, with it. If you put Dak Prescott I know on we, the 49ers, we can play the if game, but I'm talking about actual The whole thing we're doing is playing the if game. Let me show you – I'm just saying if you put Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes on the 49ers, what well, does that Mahomes look like? Mahomes is a whole level. It would look Prescott. the same. And no, we, no, no, we do. We say, well, Dak is throwing the ball. Because, hold on, we've seen – look, Mahomes is Mahomes is way better than Purdy. Don't get me wrong. So is Dak. But hold on. Mahomes has had Travis Kelsey, arguably the best tight end ever. Tyreek Hill, who you say is now a top three yeah. all-time receiver. Kareem Hunt, when he was great. Hunt were great. When I, he was year? great yeah, with them. Oh, me. last year. I'm not, but I'm saying we didn't hold that against Mahomes. Okay. And Andy Reid. Could you really put Brock in the same no, okay, he's not as good Mahomes. as Patrick Mahomes, but neither like, is Dak. with Dak Prescott. Let me show you y'all, because what you guys are yard arguing, and Coach, what you time. said was yards per uh, yards after catch. It's part of as it. if as if all he does is throw a little six yard pass, and then they run with it. Look at the MVPs of the last five years. Purdy's actually got less yards per catch than all yards of them, except the for catch. Lamar. Yeah. I'm sorry, yards after the catch. So 48 percent. Mahomes is. Been 54 and 51 percent is two MVP years, and so Purdy, can, that's big. Can I ask you a question? If we were, if we were said you can choose one, quarter, oh, of course, no, no, you can choose one quarterback from the list that you want to play against. Which one are you choosing? Uh, well, of course, I'm choosing Patrick Mahomes, but my no, no, no you want to play against? Oh, play against? You want to coach against? Yes, he's not. I'm, but I'm, I'm not but saying he's as good. As, what here? To me, coach, mean. this is the only thing. The only reason not to give it to Purdy. And I, again, I, I want to see this play out because maybe Dak it's will play great against these teams. Position. I think it is. It's draft awful position. that we I think Jimmy if Purdy Garoppolo. was drafted, Jimmy Garoppolo we didn't play. Up- Jimmy Garoppolo did not lead the league in pass already. No. Completion percentage, no, yards no, no, no. per attempt, but, yeah, but, any of that. But Touchdown year, to interception ratio, is, not close right, to Purdy. But, but we did see, oh, correct, he, he, Purdy is better than Jimmy G. But we saw Jimmy G, who now everyone has acknowledged after we used to have these same arguments well, about betrayed. Jimmy Gurry. Not the same. No, no, we no. never they, talked about him no, in the MVP conversation. We never said he was a pro bowler. But, but the same thing Wilds would get annoyed with me about. And he'd roll his eyes when Coach did it or when I did it and then Coach That's did it. Wild. Which is the – so what, wait, well, who cares if you switched him, if we did this make-believe stuff, all of it. You can be correct that when it comes to winning games, when it comes to the Niners' success, it's nonsense. But when it comes to league MVP, all of that should matter. Should Kurt, when Kurt Warner got it, because you say he's not the best offensive player. When Kurt Warner's first year as a starter, 1999, he got the MVP award. Marshall Falk was on that team. And, and at that point, Kurt and, Warner coming from not Falk even being drafted. Pro, yeah, but that first year, Warner yeah, won. But if the previous For production year, the period. Niners, had, or I'm sorry, the Rams were awesome and had gone to Super Bowls with mediocre quarterbacks, he wouldn't have won it. He wouldn't have won Purdy it. Purdy has shown up in the playoffs, unlike Jimmy okay, G. He's, shown up in, he's been great in one playoff game. One. Quick note from Peter King. Each of the last 10 MVPs have come from a one or two playoff seed. Quarterback wins, a.k.a. Hello. It matters. Yeah. It matters. Of course, okay, bigger loss, Philly or KC. But they're not ahead in wins of Dak or Jalen. Welcome back to a hot show from Los Angeles. Two losses yesterday from two excellent teams. Eagles got embarrassed in Philadelphia. Chiefs offense perhaps could have been jump-started with some pass interference flags that were never thrown. Nick, which was the most concerning loss to you? I mean, it, it, it obviously, the worst loss was Phillies. It was at home. They got blown out. And it was a game that I understand Philly had a lot of, like, they, you know, they had played on regular rest while the Niners were on elongated rest. Three games in 14 days is not out of the norm. I mean, if you just play every Sunday. Okay, that part of it I get. But if you just play every Sunday, you play three in 15 days. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's just normal rest. But so so that, it's not like the. 21 days? No. Because Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Look at a calendar. I promise it's right. Um, and so, like, I mean, it, to me, it's not even close. Yeah, the Chiefs, it was 
a non-conference road game <laughs> that coaches saying they overlooked. Hey, yeah, people get confused on counting and calendars, but I don't. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, guys. He's a man. Um, and so he doesn't I'll take a lot of math. So, Brew, and it was way more damaging for the one seed and for all of that for Philadelphia. I agree with that. So, it's definitely Philly. It's but definitely I, see, Philly. I, don't, I, I disagree. I because I, the, those weren't just three games in two weeks. It was three games against great teams, all right, that you had to get emotionally up for it. It'll wear you down physically. And here's the other thing. this I'm concerned about the Chiefs, Nick. They're two and three in their last five games. Yeah. One and two since the bye. Now, in the Patrick Mahomes era, here's the records of the Chiefs since the bye every year. Last year, 9-1 post-bye. The year before that, 5-1 after the bye. Before that, 6-1, 19, 5-0, and 18 his first year, they were 3-2. So I, the fact that they usually get rolling after the bye, mm-hmm. but now they're struggling I after agree. the bye. Can I say so I'm concerned more about you. them than I, I listen, am the Eagles. Listen, the Chiefs offense right now is undoubtedly, you know, on the, the optimistic framing would be slumping. The pessimistic framing would be, as Wilds put it, broken. The, but the, that, to me, is a separate discussion than the individual game last night. I mean, Brew, I had this made for you yeah. because the last <laughs> time the Niners whooped a contender <laughs> is the Cowboys. You did a whole F game rant about it. Sure. So even though we're in L.A., I packed this because I was like, you know what? Brew's going to need this for his beloved there Eagles. And I haven't heard any so of that. you saying material. it was an F game from the Eagles? Well, I'm by your definition. It was a D you no. gave them six straight touchdowns. Yes, Bro. coach is Bro, right, it though. It was an F game. Coach is right that that game was closer than the score. Oh, my God. I'm not what? saying it was a wh- molly whopping. Don't get me wrong, but it was closer F than the score. F game. Not, Call it an F game, bro. That. They only reserve grades for the Cowboys. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, so that game with, with the Eagles, that was like a heavyweight fight, right? Two serious contenders. And in boxing, then you have these, these things as guys are coming up, you schedule opponents. Those are guys you should beat. You should comfortably beat. And that's what what Kansas City was facing. It's a team that they should have comfortably beat, and that's how they went into the game, and that's how they played, and that's the reason that they lost is because they went in with the expectation against the youngest team in the NFL that's surging a little bit right now. Okay, I, and took them for granted, and then got beat, and then now now they're going to struggle to get the number one seed. Yep. And to me, that's about as devastating a loss as you can have for a team that should be, Kansas City should be the one surging, not Green Bay. Here's a here's what jumped out to me because Collinsworth is very complimentary of the Chiefs. Yeah, this is 1355 uh, in the third. It's just a, a illegal formation penalty, yeah. but it's what Collinsworth said after it. I said, "Woo." That was a searing indictment. That last line that he said was an indictment. Not used to seeing this out of Andy Reid's squad. Ball snapped too early. People moving at the same time. It's unprofessional on offense. Okay, that last line. It's almost like they didn't take the opponent seriously. Yes. Well, yes. Right, but so okay, that maybe we just look at it differently. I and I'm not letting the Chiefs off the hook. I did not blame the. No, I'm doing the opposite. I'm holding them accountable. I'm saying they got outplayed. I'm not blaming it the refs. It also hurt them in the, the seeding, too. Uh, no, absolutely. But it was, the, if you were, whenever, difference between a non-conference loss versus the team you're competing with potentially for the top seed and the only head-to-head matchup, one is far more devastating than the other. I'm not letting the Chiefs off the hook. They got outplayed yesterday. Mm-hmm. I haven't blamed the injuries. I haven't played the refs. Now, the idea that that is more concerning for Kansas City than the Eagles, who know they have to go through San Francisco, yeah. who just had San Francisco come to their oh, – who's going to beat the Niners, Bruce? The Cowboys – I, I don't think the Cowboys, the Cowboys beat the Niners. We can't say talk about winning the game you're supposed to win. And yeah, that was right. a game that Kansas City should have yes, won it is, probably should have right, won comfortably. Here you go, Coach. It was a worse loss, but it was the more concerning loss. It was a more unforgivable loss for Kansas City. But as far as concerning, concerning is forward-looking. I, what we think is going to happen. But we thought, Nick, that they were What's rolling that? after scoring 31 against the Raiders. From across the country and then across the pond. Oh. The Prince. Oh. The Prince tonight. Oh, I thought the Bugles were oh. I thought they were here, too. Yeah. That would have been impressive. <laughs> Coming up tomorrow at I can't 4 o'clock, to there's going to be a lot of movement. There was a big storm that blew through. Yeah, Russ fell. Okay. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> you if Mahomes, well, come on. Say something. Come on. I dare you. I cannot come on. wait to It's 210 yards. Medal time. Lakers hosting the Rockets. LeBron with a 360 
And he gets to fall. I was not as that as the internet was. No, it was, it was nice. Yeah, it was I agree. Nice, but, yeah. All right, medal stands. Uh, no Americans, sadly. Joker, 36, 14, and 13. Solid. But it's in a loss, so he can only get the bronze. Is that an official but, rule? Well, no, you know, it, it ebbs and flows. Luca, 36, 18, and 15, and oh, a part of a 30 to nothing run in a loss. I I don't, that, that's a tough one. So who gets the gold? Giannis, 32, 10, and 11. But unlike the other guys, in a win, there's the medal stand, and you could also make a very strong argument three best players in the NBA on that medal stand from this weekend in the association. Make that argument. Probably. Embiid's got an argument. Yeah, Embiid's got an argument. Those are top four. All right, can we talk to the important stuff now? Prince goes up against Burrow's (laughs) backup, Jake Brown, tonight. A win would move Jacksonville to 9-3, and and they might start thinking about a playoff bye. Oh, who could have talked about that? It's a 10-point spread. Any chance the Prince should be on upset alert? Oh, no, but you guys should be on trumpeter alert. Because I thought when they were done for the you season. guys are flying out of L.A. right after the show, I said, I'll take the red eye because I don't want to risk not being able to watch the Prince do something people thought was impossible in Jacksonville, which is show the standings, please, assuming a win. Oh, my goodness gracious. Who would be atop the, the conference? Now, while it makes me it's sad solid. to see the Chiefs so low, is Bro, the Prince the, the reason the, Oh, are you going to call him the weak link again? No, no. Bro, you're I'm ready to saying, give Brock Purdy the why league isn't MVP he in the MVP for having the Because he hasn't why no, he should not be. Why not? If you're oh, number one seed, no. Because he, he has, said it, they, it either comes from a one or yeah, two seed yeah. MVP. Because he hasn't he's not played even like an discussion. MVP this oh, year. Oh, okay. But that, you, oh, oh, that's yeah. the standard now? For a guy that you called, you said was the weak link. Now, if he's not the MVP, I motivated him. All this juice that he's been giving you the last few weeks came since I motivated him. No. They'll right. win, but I think it's going to be close. I'll take Cincinnati not in the points. Speak is up close. next. They're right there. Oh, I'm going to wave to them now. We'll see what you tomorrow. Up, y'all? Do it. Have a great day.